Are you ready to live the all-in life? Then welcome to the All-In Podcast Show, sharing the defining moments of impact-driven entrepreneurs, industry pioneers, and transformative leaders as they showcase their defining moments and went all-in on their business and found true success. From the early steps in their journey to the moment they truly took their commitment to their life and business to another level, we'll give you the insight you need to go all-in on your dream life. Now here's your host, Daniel Giordano. Welcome to the All In Podcast Show. Today, I am uh, wel- uh, welcoming Roger Parrott. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Dan. It's nice to be with you, and I'm glad for what you're doing for entrepreneurs who are seeking God's direction in their life. So it's a treat to be with you. Well, it's a privilege to have you, and I look forward to hearing about your journey and the big things you're doing in the world and what God has you up to. So uh, I always like to jump in with a little background, like, you know, what's your what was your growing up life like? Well, I, I, I grew up in the home of a pastor and a college president. And in fact, I'm a third generation college president. So um, uh, it's kind of interesting. My father and my grandfather were both college presidents. And I've been uh, been in this role for 33 years and uh, got a lot more to go. I love what I'm doing. I just started too young. I was elected when I was 34 uh, to begin with. So, uh, but it's it's great uh, world and great life. You know, I, I tell people, they say, oh, isn't that the hardest? job and there's been some stories about it being the hardest job i don't think it is i mean you know you get to work with energetic uh vibrant young people and and graduate students who are trying to do great things you get to work with really well-trained faculty you get to run my own little city on a campus and i own my own football team so it doesn't get any better than that (laughs) that's awesome right (laughs) love it all right so tell me a little bit about you know so you obviously uh, education is big in your family right very much so. Yeah, very much so. Um, you know, and, and I just believe so strongly in education and I want students to become educated. We're doing some entrepreneurial things to try to help them, especially during COVID. We're giving mm-hmm. a free master's degree to all of our graduates, our undergraduates who go to our traditional program and nobody else in the country is doing that. We're uh, providing a way for them to go uh, uh, five years for the price of four in order to get a double major. And so that's a huge benefit to them. So I think it's just time to think about how do we deliver education to people in ways that are going to be meaningful. And we have a huge online program as well, because we know a lot of people can't come to a campus and they want to get a master's degree. They want to get a doctorate. They want to advance in their career and we want to help them. And we teach everything from a foundation of of biblical faith. And so it's a different kind of education in that it's the best of understanding whatever the discipline is with the best of God's direction for us. And that's really what we were all about. That's, that's a beautiful thing, right? So, so um, just, you mentioned something about the father being a pastor. So I just always wonder what that's like having a pastor as a father, right? Because they're out giving to the community. What was that experience like? Yeah, you know, I mean, it was great when dad was a pastor and uh, we lived, we were in Portland, Oregon and lived downtown, uh, near downtown church. He, he was pastor before the days of mega churches and had uh, probably one of the early largest churches in the country um, in the days when there weren't huge, large churches. And so that was that was exciting and fun. And then we went to to Boston, where he became college president. And that was a different arena. And, and uh, you know, the good thing about my dad was he never brought it home. If there were problems and difficulties, I did not know about them. I only knew about the good stuff. And uh, I think that was, to me, a great lesson as a dad now, which being a dad's a lot tougher job than being a college president. 
but uh, as a dad, you know, I don't want to burden my kids with that stuff. And, and I think uh, too often we tend to do that. So dad taught me a good lesson with that. That's nice. Right. That's a, that's a great thing. Right. So you always hear the, uh, you know, I always think of, for whatever reason, I immediately go to uh, uh, Stedman Graham, right. And think about his, you know, obviously rebellious years before it led to what he's doing today, right. In the world. So yeah. Yeah. So wondering if you had a journey like that, that's all. <laughs> I really didn't. I mean, God's been faithful to me through the years and, uh, you know, um, uh, having a uh, fabulous wife who is, uh, is uh, so grounded in faith and, you know, together we've walked this journey and nobody gets a straight line of success. There are always challenges and there are difficulties. And, you know, you look at anybody's resume and you go, wow, how'd they do all that? Well, you, there's a lot of journey that behind that, but God's always been faithful and, and never, been away from the Lord uh, in a in a way. Uh, I think uh, growing and understanding always continues, and it's got to be a lifelong journey. Right. Okay. So tell me. Uh, obviously, you have the you know the university life with what you're doing there with entrepreneurship, right? What's the what's the big vision for you? Well, our our focus is uh, at the university is in uh, in really traditional undergraduates and then master's degrees and graduate programs. Um, and then beyond that, for me personally, I've just published a new book called Opportunity Leadership, Stop Planning and Start Getting Results. And it's really a call for us, especially people of faith, to start trusting God for our long-term future and not be dependent on the plans that we create. And I think we have gotten so accustomed to a planning model of long-range destination planning. We're going to grow by so much. We're going to expand by so much. We're going to do this and that and the other. And we, we create all these perfect growth charts that never actually uh, come to fruition. Uh, I've just gotten tired of that. And I've, and I've seen with leaders that I've studied and in my own life that the significant comes things in our lives have come through opportunities, not just what we plan. And so I've written a book to really frame that concept and to focus on this uh, really a, a model of leadership that I've identified as opportunity leadership to how do we trust God for the future rather than trying to plan that future and be responsive and ready to go where God takes us because planning doesn't work. I mean, that's the bottom line. We know long range planning doesn't work. And anybody, you know, we, we all got a softball example now of COVID. Nobody had that in their long range plan. Not one person had it in their long range plan. And those who have been entrepreneurial in spirit have learned how to adapt and change and grow through that. And those who are stuck on their plan are dying because they can't implement their plan. And uh, opportunities for good or for bad come, and we've got to be adjusting to them. And my call is for us as Christians to really be serious about our total dependency on God for that future and not try to orchestrate it ourselves. Right. Well, what came to mind to me is, uh, you know, do not worry about tomorrow. Right. And uh, exactly. <laughs> lilies and lilies of the field. And, you know, Isaiah 55, my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. Mm. Uh, you know, God has a vision for us. And I think we hold God back by our planning. I really do, because, you know, planning, it, it doesn't it doesn't work. Uh, we we minimize our abilities. We, uh, it stifles creativity. And then what we do is we get so committed to the plan that we miss all the other opportunities God brings because we're totally focused on the plan. And we want the plan to work 
in order to prove that well what we prayed for God to bless was going to happen but I think it's minimal compared to what he what he could do and you know we, we were into this about 12 years at the university and I did something with my board that was really kind of fun and um, and I came they knew that we didn't do planning at that point they'd all bought into the concept and they were comfortable you know there is no Bellhaven University 2030 uh, vision on our website you won't find it it doesn't exist and so they knew we didn't do planning so I came into a board meeting I passed out a piece of paper and I said five-year plan and they were kind of looking at me funny I started to read through this thing and the first one was 43 percent growth in enrollment raised $21 million, which for us was a ton of money, build $32 million in buildings, add seven new undergraduate programs, add eight new master's degrees. And, and the, the, they started to figure it out as I got through it. And, they, and then when I got to the end, I said, this is not the plan for the next five years. This is the plan for what we did the last five years. This is what actually happened the last five years. Now, the difference is, had I brought that in five years ago as a plan to say we're going to grow 43% and build $32 million with building, we would have cut that down by about two-thirds to what we knew we could do. But by trusting God for opportunities, we were able to do so much more than what we imagined we could do. And that's really the call for opportunity leadership is let's get serious about trusting God for that future and not try to dictate our direction. Love it. You know, that's there's some that's a powerful message right there to, to, you know, to to see how we limit ourselves, uh, you know, by by planning. Right. So um, it reminds me of a guy uh, years ago told me this. He said. He said, hey, Dan, uh, you know, it's all great. We have these five, 10 year, 20 year visions of things we think we want to do with our lives. But what are we doing today? Right. right. Yeah. And yeah. You know, just taking it down to the, down to the simplistic, yeah. you know, all we have is right now. Like, what are we doing and right all now? All we right have now? is right now. And, you know, part of this whole planning thing is we get focused on that future plan we don't take care of today. I mean, we do lots of planning at the university for what we know we have to do today. We're going to teach English and we're going to play football and we're going to feed students in the dining commons. We plan that out very, very well. Let's take care of today. Let's trust God for where that future is going to be. And that's the big distinction. So, yeah, right on target. We, we miss in our vision for planning, especially among leaders, really responsibility for today. That's well said. Right. Love it. Right. So um, what's uh, so beyond since we don't have a <laughs> I want to say what's your vision, what's your plan. Right. So that definitely triggered something. there, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Well, you know, I get that question often. I mean, faculty that I'm interviewing or or, uh, you know, a, a reporter will come and they say, well, what's your vision? What's Bellhaven going to be in 10 years from now? And my transparent answer is I literally do not know. I do not know if we'll have more students or less students. I don't know if we'll have different programs or the same ones. I do not know. But what I do know is that God's plan for us is far greater than the best plans we could draw up around conference tables and, and, and on whiteboards. And we want to trust God for whatever that plan is. And I've just been amazed at how God will bring opportunities. And I think that's part of the Christian leaders' problems. We don't really expect God to bring opportunities. Once you ex start expecting God to bring opportunities, they will come. And it's pretty remarkable how they'll come far greater than the best thing we could plan. 
Right. So no, I don't know what the future is and I love it. And it's the right. best decision. I got to tell you, Dan, it's the single best decision I've made in 33 years as a university president is to let go of planning. It gives me a freedom to lead. It gives me a trust in the Lord. It gives an entrepreneurial spirit to our campus and allows everybody who works with us to fulfill their calling, not just to be focused on some arbitrary plan built usually around a round number for uh, a round number of years. I mean, everybody's got a plan for 2030. How come nobody has a plan for 2029 uh, or 2031? You know, it's, it's uh, <laughs> these things are, those are nice marketing things, but those aren't plans. Right. Perfect. So, so um, obviously, you know, being uh, in the role that you're in for many years, I'm sure there's been some challenging times, right? What are some things that you've seen God do through the, you know, the, maybe some of the darkest mo moments of, of your experience being there. Like there may not be anything too crazy, but like, you know, obviously the past few years have been interesting as well. Right. Oh, I mean, there've been, there've been a lot because I mean, the COVID of course had been kind of amazing, but that's how we developed the free master's degree and the, and the double major uh, thing. Uh, when it come out of that, I mean, we've had hurricanes, uh, a couple of recessions that are pretty tough where we committed to, to not get anybody because of that. But probably the darkest one was the day an engineer told me that our old main building, a building 110 years old had to be condemned. And, um, and we had to close that. And it, that was horrible because right in the center of campus and what do you do with that? And the building had, it's a long complex story. I, I do tell it in the book, but it's a long complex story about how there was a crack in the building and that got worse and worse and worse. Well, long story short, insurance gave us some money on it and uh, it was going to commit to it. And as we were looking at it, we said, you know, what if instead of just tearing it down or, or rebuilding it, we could rebuild it for science? because we desperately need a science building. Well, talk to the architects. They looked at, they said, you can't rebuild it for science because it's not wide enough. The only way to do this is to tear it down. About a month later, the engineers came back for their final evaluation. They said, the other side of it's cracked now. You got to tear this whole building down. The insurance company agreed and they paid us double what they would have paid us otherwise. Long story short, we had this building we thought was the lowest day in our history. The building came down. We rebuilt the science building out of that. It dramatically accelerated our STEM program. And then we took the old science building and were able to start a nursing program, which we've been wanting to do forever, never could have a nursing program. So now I got a STEM program, an engineering program, excuse me, a pre-engineering program with Ole Miss and Mississippi State and a nursing school all because a building was coming down. We thought it was the darkest day and, and it was, I thought it was the end of the world, but I tell you, God had a plan in the whole thing. And if that building hadn't come down, we never could have done the other stuff. So the Lord knew. Yeah. So it's interesting to see that, you know, that the, the pain you were in and the darkness you were in uh, led to extreme opportunity, right. Uh, in in many different ways, right. Things you would have never even thought of, right. That's fascinating. Sure. Those are the times you just tie a knot in a rope and hang on. <laughs> and you got to trust God's going to come rescue you. <laughs> right. That's good. So um, so somebody listening to this that, you know, maybe into planning or really not sure what to do, right? What, what's, what are some words of wisdom you would share with them about, like, what would be some next steps for them, you know, uh, of, you know, how they would start this process? Yeah, I, you know, I, I think it is a theological foundation. You have to commit to it. And and we all say in Christian world, we want to follow God's direction and leading. We want to be dependent on God, but we don't act like it. And so you really have to get to that understanding. But then 
In the book, I lay out six characteristics that leaders need to develop to be opportunity-driven uh, leaders. And they're different characteristics than what you would have, we would have normally. And then I developed six uh, traits that uh, ministries, leaders, companies have to have in order to be successful in this kind of arena. And, and you know, such as uh, act with speed and, and being adjusting as you go and not having all the answers and, you know, building a culture that, because you can't do this alone. You can't declare as a leader, you're going to get rid of planning. You'll get fired if you do, because they, people expect leaders to be the planners, but you've got to help people come along with this and understand how it works. And, you know, uh, they can do it. I mean, one of the reviews of my book was from uh, Jim Morgan, the former president of Krispy Kreme, who did turnaround on that company. It was pretty remarkable. And he said, you know, this is a guidebook for what we did at Krispy Kreme to turn a company around to, to move to opportunities. And, uh, you know, so, so even if it's not a Christian ministry or a church or whatever, even in other settings, this can work if it's led by Christian people who are really dependent on the Lord. Right. Love it. Okay. Well, as we uh, get ready to close here, you know, how do people find out more about you? Well, there are two ways. One is for the university, come to the Bellhaven website, which is Bellhaven with one L, B-E-L-H-A-V-E-N dot E-D-U for education. Or if you're interested in the book, uh, opportunityleadership.com, or you can easily find it on Amazon or with my publishers, uh, Moody Publishing. Love it. All right. Well, thank you, my friend. I appreciate you coming and sharing your message and the impact you're having in the world and allowing God to open up new doors. And uh, I look forward to uh, you know seeing your continued success. Thanks so much. God bless. We want to thank you for being all in with us on today's episode of the All In Podcast Show. For more information and resources based on today's discussion, as well as ways to connect to our guests, head to allinpodcast.com. That's available exclusively on allinpodcast.com.